You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. I'm Andrew. My name is Alyssa, and we are... Spectre Radio. I don't like spoilers. I don't care where they're from. Thank you, Steve Rogers, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. I know this neighborhood. I got beat up in that alley. You just don't know when to give up. I could do this all day. Do you have something against running away? If you start running, they'll never let you stop. You're really gonna do this now? There are men laying down their lives. I got no right to do any less than them. I can offer you a chance. Our goal is to create a new breed of super soldiers. When he brought a 90-pound asthmatic onto my army base, I let it slide. I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. You win wars with guts. Grenade! Everybody down! Is this a test? He's still skinny. Whatever happens, stay who you are. Not just a soldier, but a good man. Is it too late to go to the bathroom? (laughs) At ease, soldier. Look, I'm sorry about the little show back there, but we thought to break it to you slowly. Break what? You've been asleep, Cap. For almost 70 years. You're gonna be okay? Yeah. Yeah, I just... I had a date. And I also had a podcast to talk about Captain America <laughs> on. Wow. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Tonight, we are kicking off Season 2. What is Season Woo-hoo! 2? Season 2 is Spectre Radio Presents the MCU. Oh. Where, we, where we are going chronologically through the MCU. We are not going in release order. We're going chronologically just like we did Star Wars. Because if you're like me, you and you, you get confused easily and trying to backtrack to see exactly where you were. <laughs> you get distracted. Something shiny. I, I get distracted very, very easily. <laughs> so tonight we are kicking off with Captain America, the first Avenger. Captain America, the first Avenger. A world at war. During World War II, the Nazi Deep Science Division, known as HYDRA, is scouring the Earth, looking for magical artifacts to be used in their fight against the Allies. Their leader, Johann Schmidt, the Red Skull, found one such artifact, the Tesseract, an infinity stone with an immeasurable amount of power, which he used to create a super soldier serum, as well as make more powerful weapons. With this overwhelming advantage, What hope do the Allies have? Enter Steve Rogers, a 23-year-old kid from Brooklyn who tries to enlist time and time again in 1941, but is denied due to his small stature and poor health. A German scientist who made Hydra's super soldier serum defected to the Allies, 
and takes an interest in young Rogers, noting that he may not be the perfect soldier, but that he's a good man. He picks him for an experiment and turns him into a super soldier using an improved version of the serum. Look out, Nazis, because after his first mission of rescuing POWs, aided by his crush, Peggy Carter, and billionaire genius, Howard Stark, Captain America is put on the front lines time and time again. But there are casualties in every war. In this case, his childhood friend and now comrade, Bucky Barnes, is killed in action. When Hydra steps up their plans to destroy the allied cities across the world with a plane full of atomic bombs, Captain America sneaks aboard the plane but loses control and he has to put it down in the water in 1945. Seventy years later, S.H.I.E.L.D. thaws him out of the ice, only to discover this guy's still alive. Look out, Nazis. <laughs> you like that? I wrote that myself. Amazing. Wow. So good. Applause. Ah, oh, yes, applause. So good. Um, speaking of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm going to take us to our newly named old favorite segment of Behind, Behind the, shield. the Shield. As always, I have many, many, many facts for um, this one. Um, so maybe we can ping pong them, Wyatt. Sure. Why don't we yeah. try something different? Let's try so that. So the first one I have, I was just kind of thinking almost chronologically with the film that Chris Evans turned down the role of Captain America three times. Um, and Dang. in my in my research, I found probably the reasoning why he did this was because this part required a nine movie contract. So wow. obviously at the time he was in like a bunch of other projects and he's always been a very successful actor as long as I've been following his career since I was a very young child obsessed with him. Um, if you guys remember, he was like the main guy in not another teen movie. So mm -hmm. funny. It was like a parody movie. So good. Uh -huh. You know, me and my parody movies. Um, so that obviously would have hampered his ability to do other projects had he agreed, which he did. And thank God that he did. Um, he, so he didn't even have to audition. They just went to him and they thought he was perfect for the part. So kind of cool. He didn't know at the time that he would love the role. Like, imagine hating a role for nine movies in a row. That's <laughs> yeah. right. And, you're, and you're, you're stuck in the contract. You have to, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, this was after Fantastic Four, so I imagine he already liked the archetype, the superhero role. Mm -hmm. But maybe I think it was more of, like, the scheduling since his career was picking up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um two other people who were considered for the part of Captain America. So Ryan Felipe, Felipe, mm -hmm. Felipe mm -hmm. and John Krasinski. Yes. Hmm. I've seen Jim pictures Halbert. of John Krasinski, John Krasinski as Captain America and as uh, Mr. Fantastic. And I was like, not bad casting for I either mean, one. I take it. <laughs> I, I feel like it could be a solid parody. He could definitely mm -hmm. do a parody movie of Captain America. And yeah. along those same lines, so his wife, Emily Blunt, was also up for the part of Peggy. Yes, I saw but that. She turned it down because of scheduling conflicts. Mm -hmm. So obviously, she's a big English actress. So I'm sure mm -hmm. she was working on yeah, British, other exactly. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And did you know on, on that note that Sebastian Stan originally 
tried for the role mm-hmm. of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting, but obviously, yeah, obviously, Se- right. Seriously. Yeah. Um, and now when asked about it, he said that he thinks Bucky's a better role for him. And then he actually watched World War II movies like Band of Brothers and other oh, kind so of, good. you know, period so pieces good. to prepare so for the role. Good. Yes. Great movie for sure. Um, we love that. We love the recasting couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, scenes with the skinnier version of Captain actually required multiple shots. So they used, obviously, Chris Evans' face, but just his face and the whole bottom was all green screen. Mm-hmm. What they didn't know oh. was that there was a, someone that skinny in real life, and that was me at the time. <laughs> I was about no. 90 pounds. <laughs> He had a body double. They had to shoot the scenes four times. So they did it once with like him in front of a green screen, once with him doing it normally, (laughs) once with a body double mimicking Chris Evans' actions, and then once without the character of Steve Steve Rogers at all so they could Mm -hmm. get all the background right. So just imagine like how long it took to shoot this film, (laughs) let alone the other... (laughs) Eight, given all the special effects in those movies, but obviously this was the only one that needed the. the so the Andrew, are you double. saying that you're Chris Evans' body double? I'm saying I very well could have been. <laughs> yeah, but the guy who was his body double, Leander Dini, also appears in the movie as the bartender. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm, I was skinnier than that guy. I promise you. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. When this movie came out um, on DVD a year later in 2012, I was my senior year of high school. And everyone's like, you know, for the last couple of days of class, you're just watching a couple of movies. And they're like, who has Captain America? It just came out. I'm like, I have it on DVD. So like, bring it in. And they were watching it. And they're like, Andrew, you're, you're him before, uh, <laughs> you know, before the serum. I was like, what? No, I'm not that skinny. They're like, well, one, yes, you are, but you're also very polite. And I was like, oh, well, thanks for the compliment. Yeah, that's funny. Um, did you guys know that this is the very first time the Captain America comic appears in, in the films? Mm-hmm. In this oh. movie, this is the first time we get the comic. Obviously, when he's becoming big and famous for doing his Broadway stuff that he's doing, this is the first time we actually see his comic come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, one more that I had was about Haley Atwell um, in an in interview revealing um, just some facts about her favorite scene with Chris Evans was the swoon worthy kiss, as she called it, obviously. And then Marvel. she actually she actually noted that when she first saw Chris Evans without his shirt on, she, quote, impulsively just grabbed his boob, end quote. Um, (laughs) and I was like saying Peggy saying girl, like (laughs) that chest though, can we just, um, but I think what's cool is that she, she definitely holds her own in her performance and Mm. she went in with the mentality of, um, Ginger Rogers. If you guys know who that is, like the famous dancer. So she had to dance very often with Fred Astaire, who of course, everybody knows very famous male dancer. Um, And so everybody, when Ginger was famous, would say about her that she's a better dancer than Fred Astaire because she does everything Fred Astaire does backwards and in heels. And so Atwell used that same 
you know, train of thought for her performance and inspiration saying that she can do everything Captain America can do, but backwards and in heels. (laughs) (laughs) True. Moving on to one of our favorite topics are the what ifs. Um, Talking with Alyssa before we even started recording, I struggled with this one quite a bit because I feel like every what if I would have picked what any answer would have been roll credits Mm -hmm. because like that's where my um, thought train was going until I thought of this one. So what if Captain America was set in colonial times? What if it wasn't set in World War II? Like the Civil War or you mean before, actually you're saying colonial. So before that you're saying like 1700s, yes. The Boston Tea Party times. So it's not the Nazis are fighting off, it's the Redcoats. It's the British. So, (laughs) So you're saying you want us to flash back to a time where if you get a paper cut on the battlefield, they have to chop your arm off to save you. (laughs) And you're thinking that their medical science can create a Captain America. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, could the medical science make a Captain America in 1942? Could lasers blast things with the tester? I'm just saying. We can't do that in the world of science fiction. Uh, We have a movie about Abraham Lincoln fighting vampires. I think. I think we have lasers in 2011, and they (laughs) understood genetic code back in 1940s. But But we don't have the super serum. We don't have the super serum. That we know of. That we that know we of. Know of. <laughs> <laughs> so what if it was set in colonial times? Like, what if he's fighting, like, you know, George Washington and Hamilton and, you know, being And being instead of Bucky Barnes, his best friend is Paul Revere. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, <Or>? kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and then Peggy wouldn't be British, obviously, Couldn't right? be, unless she, she's, like, a defector. Or she's American. trying to, yeah. <laughs> Betsy <Right>. Ross. <laughs> Yes, Betsy Ross, oh exactly. <laughs> We're recasting like, the whole film. I love gosh. this question. I feel like this is the spoof that John Krasinski needs to be in, is the Colonial Times Captain America. <laughs> yeah, Betsy Ross would totally like help paint his She shield. designed his uniform. Yeah, she designs the uniform something. <laughs> and they keep yeah, changing that, the uh, amount of stars. Yeah, I think it makes the bad guys less scary if they're just... You know, British, in powdered, in powdered wigs. <laughs> it <laughs> right. does. They're not evil Nazis. They're not as evil, right? I guess. That, I guess that's why we never see like um, parts of the Caribbean. You know, seeing the British and that being "quote unquote" evil because they're pompous. Yeah, they're assholes, bad basically. guys and they're yeah. you know greedy, but they're not evil. Exactly. Right. Interesting. I know. A I lot think of, would, that'd be a lot of candlelight. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, a lot I'd of watch, candlelight. I'd in watch that movie. the movie. <laughs> I'd watch the movie. I would too. Yeah, I would totally watch that. I love that question. That's a good one. My what if? (laughs) I know this doesn't really make sense at first, so just kind of stick with me. So here we go. (laughs) Oh, we just had Wyatt's to go off of, so here we go. (laughs) Mine wasn't as bad as it could have been. I'm just teasing you. What if Agent Carter actually got together with Stark? Do you think if if they were actually fun doing? Yeah, if they were actually doing. <laughs> <laughs> this magic Same. moment. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. Good lord. We're Stark getting off topic. <laughs> As we always do. 
Anyway, so do you think that Tony Stark would have been an even better Iron Man if Peggy was his mom? So follow my train of thought here. So obviously, yes, Iron Man would not be Iron Man if his mother was different. Like I, I recognize that he wouldn't be Tony Stark. His name might be different. Who knows? But for the sake of the argument, if we're replacing his mom and plugging in Peggy Carter, do you think he'd be an even stronger? Yes you know, Iron Man or really? what do you think? I do. Yeah. I understand that it no. holds more weight if his parents, you know, died in the crash and all that, whatever. Um, not so whatever his parents' death. But I think because of how strong of a character that Peggy is, and we don't know how strong of a character his real mom is. I'm not saying she's not. Right. But just how, like, amazing she is. Like, he would have, like, just through osmosis and diffusion had been more amazing, let alone anything she did to raise him personally, my opinion. Okay. Uh, is your question based on them fun doing like, like when I stand or like get him married and all that? That's a really good we question. Can be married, we can be married. <laughs> I was just listening to that today. Well, I mean, given Andrew's point, like if we keep everything else the same and we just plug her in as the mom, um, then obviously she doesn't necessarily get to raise him, right? Since he was, how young, do you know how was young 91 he was? 91 when they died, so, and he was in his 40s during the movies, so 20s. Okay, he a, so he was a grown she, man. She pretty much raised him then, for yeah. sure, then. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that I would, I would, in my mind, I'm, I'm plugging her into the, the wife spot. Wife, okay. <laughs> She's too classy um, to be a one-night stand. I don't think that's Peggy's way. I feel like it wouldn't have affected this movie as much, but you move along to, to the Iron Mans and everything. It right. would have drastically changed that storyline because they might have survived a car crash. They, mm. they might have lived. Yeah, that's a good um, point. I feel, I feel like they're too... Both of them are too strong of a characters to be able to kind of mesh. Yeah. They're, they're both too wrong. They're oil and water. Aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They both got two polar opposite. Whiskey and bourbon. <laughs> sure. I saw that on an episode of Monk. So. Um, oh, Lord. I'm dating See, myself. I don't. I don't like your question because I like what we got. Of course. Anyway. Right. But that's the beauty of the question. <laughs> but then, obviously, a lot of Tony Stark's, you know, figuring out, you know, who he is, is who his father was and following in his father's footsteps, not not his mom's. So I would have loved right. to see more more of a story arc on on his, you know, his his him growing up and his parents. Right. Both yeah. of his parents, yes. I think yeah, both, my thought not is, just his dad. Yeah. right. He gets a lot of that like technical acumen and just like oh, smart, smarts from his dad. And I would say if she was his mother, he would get more of that like combat and more of like the strategy and tactics of war from her, right? How to treat women slightly better. Okay. So then he, maybe, and then he maybe he would value family more than he earlier did given, yeah. yeah, that he didn't marry Pepper until Then God if that's the case, then <laughs> he probably would have been unstoppable. If he would have been as well as a, as a tactician as Peggy was, he would have been unstoppable. Yeah. Mm. 
It'd be like if Captain America was in the suit and knew tech stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Minus the enhanced super soldierness. But yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I feel like that's that's that's, a good question. That's what we would have got. Again, this 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 needs to be the spoof that drops. There's probably a fan fiction of it written out there. To be <laughs> oh, quite I'm honest. sure. I'm sure this is not the first time. This With question as has large been asked. as this universe is, there's got to be. Yeah. There's thousands. Easy. I don't know if mine's going to be able to live up to that one because that was really good. But mine was, uh, what if uh, the allies had recovered Bucky's body and not the Axis? Um, because he survived because the testing they did on him uh, gave him a ver- the Nazi version of the super soldier serum. So he's not bigger, like, you know, Steve got a lot bigger because uh, they didn't, what was it? They didn't infuse him with whatever x-rays they did. So yeah. he was like Johann Schmidt. He looked the same, just no red skull. But so he survived his injuries. So what if the allies found him? He, would, he wouldn't be the winter soldier. He wouldn't have killed iron man's parents and thus there would be no civil war to bring down the avengers roll credits (laughs) roll credits for like four (laughs) movies (laughs) for four movies but i'm a little confused so remind for those of us that are not up on the mcu bucky died in the first movie because he fell off the train yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. The Nazis recovered his body, okay. specifically Zola, I think. Right, and they make him into the Winter Soldier. And then the Russians get a hold of him for Got a while because Hydra's and the Russians. It. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. And so you're saying if the Allies, so if the Americans would have, yeah, saved you him, basically have two Captain yeah. Americas running around. Right. Part of On me was wondering. Side. Part of me was wondering why Steve didn't just jump, because I was like, he had a mission. Right, I know, but like that's your best friend. Man. He had that's a mission, but he may not have known that at the time that he could survive those injuries. Like we see him jumping out of planes sure. later, but he also was jumping into water usually when he was yeah. that high up. Which, I, mean, I feel like he was even was higher because this is the Swiss. There, but but yes, the but there was yeah. also rocks and ice, and he was right. higher up. He probably didn't know the limits of his abilities yet. But couldn't he just it, like? It would have been so cool to see him like sled down the side of the mountain. I don't know that, that he was shield, close enough like, for that on his butt. <laughs> on america's, america's ass, ass. <laughs> <laughs> no. i don't know yeah that's thank you for helping me walk through that logically because that makes sense the way that you said it um because obviously i knew that i just needed the lego bricks to fit into place for a second um yeah i think like you said you get a completely different series of movies than if he's never the winter soldier and then obviously you know spoiler warning spoiler alert with um you know the the tv series that just came out on D- disney plus with um you know captain america <laughs> i always get the name wrong what is it <laughs> what is it the, i want to say captain america and the winter soldier is that right it's falcon and winter soldier it's but falcon he becomes and winter soldier. captain america right yeah. god see exactly so every time i'm like is that what it's called i don't remember um it's not as easy as wandavision damn it um, or what if that one, that'll be fun. We'll have to do that one too. But anyway, so yeah, it, that, you know, series obviously becomes completely different has, as um, you know, had he never been the winter soldier and then we never get that whole plot line of the old man and his best friend and all that stuff. So yeah. Do you think the, the do you think the allies would have tried to super soldier him 
or do you think they would have just thrown him back into the fight? Who? Bucky. Bucky already had the, the oh, like their version of the super soldier yeah. serum. They didn't have it because Steve goes in the ice. So all they had was Steve's blood and it took oh, decades right, longer. Right, right. So they, they came up with a version of Zola's. Like you see this in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Spoiler alert. Did you, you watched it, right, Wyatt? Not no. Yet. No, you, we, can, we, we can talk about it. I've He's been like, there oh, plenty of time. It's whatever. <laughs> in the 1950s, Bucky as the Winter Soldier runs into a black American super soldier. He was one of the oh. first to be tested like decade a decade later based off of Steve's blood. Um, and he actually beat Bucky. Um, so he takes Sam to see him in 2023, I think is, or 2024, yes. I think is where we are yes. in MCU. Yes. So they try, but they, they only have Steve's blood. And Bucky is already technically a super soldier. He's just not like taller and bigger. He has the same strength, mm-hmm. that he, which they don't talk about. I think that's a later retcon in the MCU because they don't talk about it in... Um, captain america but i i think they would have definitely used him like because they, they see what he's capable of mm-hmm. so um i think they would just continued his training they probably would have taken his blood kind of made something out of that right, i think exactly. in answer to your question if you know if they would have found him and you know and obviously steve and bucky would have got back together as friends i feel like we would have got a different civil war i feel like mm-hmm. it would have been those two but up against each other much later on in the timeline, I would almost see it like them splitting like the um, uh, the uh, Asovian Accords that happened way later. Mm. I feel like something like that might have split them and might have caused a civil war between those two instead of versus, you know, Cap and, and Tony Stark. Um, huh, okay. But, but then it doesn't give that dramatic, like, right, you, know, you, were, right. you were my best friend, Anakin. I loved you. <laughs> um, yeah no that's that's a that's a great question but i don't want to roll credits yeah i mean <laughs> well because they were after bucky for like half the movie when he thought he killed um black panther's dad in civil mm. war and it turns right. out it wasn't him but everyone thought it was him because he's a well-known sure. assassin but if you take the whole winter soldier thing out of it they won't be after him and then iron man won't be after him like um zemo can't say oh i found this report that said he killed your parents so there's no avengers splitting up so it would definitely i think it would have a big enough um ripple effect um to give because it would thanos came in at the right time in infinity war the avengers were split up asgard was destroyed odin was dead uh Mm -hmm. Uh, their sister Hela, Thor's sister Hela was dead. Uh, you know, Shield had been disbanded. So mm-hmm. Shield would have been together and the Avengers would have been together. So I think it would have maybe gave Thanos a little bit more of a run for his money in the first movie. Oh boy. Okay. So personally. No, that's all solid answers, solid questions. No, we did we did really well. Crushed it. Crushed it. All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to one of our last topics, um, best and worst. Um, So for me, the best is like, you know, his selflessness and um, just Peggy's constant encouragement, Mm. even when he is like smaller. Little. Like she still has, she had faith in him from even that time. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The humor in this movie was great. 
it when, was it was especially really good. howard was really good when he's like testing that little bullet yes there were so many moments up. where he made me laugh out loud he blew up he's like write that down <laughs> i've been laughing at that since that movie came out in theaters <laughs> um which was the, 2011 11 crazy and then the whole i'm not kissing you yeah, I'm not. Tommy Lee Jones you. just d- delivers every line perfectly. Amazing. Everything. All He's the time. my favorite. I think you could do it. I think you could sleep through this show, through the movie, and still be incredible. Um, facts. Facts. The worst was um, I thought it was a tad ridiculous that motorcycles were shooting missiles in the 40s. <laughs> um, I didn't know we had security cameras back in the 40s. Oh, my God. Um, which have like four times in this Here's when we the get thing. to captain america we Civil have a War, tesseract and we have a on... super soldier serum let's not question our ability to record things tesseract, on video. <laughs> tesseract is not man-made a video camera is you're talking about but stark industries I, though they're always ahead of the game but i i mean i guess but and also and then, to your motorcycle point it is damn near impossible to ride a cruiser when it's wet because you slide all over the place. He's <laughs> riding through the woods. Why it should know. Why it should on know. wet leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm calling bull on that as well. <laughs> if if we want to go deeper into my um, problem with MCU and security cameras, we'll talk about that during <laughs> Civil War and how there was one in I the mean... tree in the middle of the woods <laughs> when when they see Bucky killing their parents. And then what I the one thing I didn't like as well is when those three Nazi commanders come to call Johann Schmidt out on his crap. And they're like, oh, you haven't produced a rifle in over a year. And mm-hmm. telling him the Fuhrer is backing out. One of those guys did not have a Russian accent. I don't know if you noticed really? that. No, I didn't notice that. One of them was like, you'll be brought before the Fuhrer himself. That one has an, a, a German accent. The other one was just like, the Fuhrer feels, how does he put it, that the Red Skull has been indulged long enough. He had one. And uh, the other one was, oh, so you uh, seek to cure this um, through uh, through magic. He said it like <laughs> a perfect normal accent. And I was like, but you're, you're a Nazi. Why don't you have a Nazi accent? So like, I know I can't just ask somebody why they don't have a Nazi accent, um, right. but <laughs> I'm, I'm glad at least I got that. But uh, yeah, one German, of but okay. Uh, I, I stereotypical german accent for the time period so i'm calling it a nazi accent one i was <laughs> one of the three did not have um a nazi accent so i was a, a german accent so i was like yeah not good and uh also kind of was a little upset that he uh, made out with uh what's that chick from game of thrones the blonde chick uh um, natalie dormer as attractive as she is and as understandable as that is when you got peggy when you got like a whole meal you don't like just go, oh, oh I'm going to go for this. Like, Baby, one... I'm not a snack at all. Baby, I'm the whole damn meal is what you're saying. Got it. He went for a little piece of corn that fell off the cob. No offense. You know, Natalie Dormer is <laughs> a gorgeous woman. Oh, but my God. clearly Peggy is, is much better character wise in addition. So, yeah, that's oh that was just like, ooh, Steve. I mean, I know she grabbed him, but still. Yeah, he was assaulted. <laughs> Uh, okay, if you're going to call that assaulted, then I've been assaulted that way before. <laughs> oh, boy. Moving, Moving on. on. That's <laughs> a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast that we're not going to talk about ever. Moving on. My, my best and worst, my absolute favorite is the friend dynamic between Bucky and Steve. For yes. Sure. 
Um, they have probably some of the best quotes. So to bring those back, um, we have Bucky saying, what happened to you? And Steve saying, I joined the army. <laughs> Again, been laughing at that for over 10 years. Uh, later on, we have Bucky saying, remember when I made you ride the cycle in a Coney Island? Steve says, yeah, and I threw up. Bucky says, this isn't payback, is it? Steve says, now what? why would I do that? That's you and me. If I became yes. Captain America after, after of all of the theme park rides that I don't like. Yeah, I feel like uh, Steve and Bucky are like us if we joined the military. Oh, be so good. <laughs> so, so good. terrible. We'd be so killed terrible. in action. But Literally. Oh, well, don't speak for me. <laughs> okay, I would be killed in action, but you're, I would be you're hysterical. A, you're asthmatic. You wouldn't even make it into the army. <laughs> they have colorblind people. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think uh, that... A, I tried to enlist after high same. school, but they didn't let me because of my asthma. Um, sad. Uh, my yeah. worst is that this movie seemed longer than it actually was. It took me three days to watch this it, movie. It, <laughs> Do you it not took, care for it? It took me two days. So th- this movie is only two hours and four minutes long, which in Marvel is not long at all mm-hmm. compared to you know Endgame Infinity War where it's sub three hours. Well, yeah, that's a lot of story to but, unpack, though kind of what Alyssa said I had to break this up into two different evenings because I couldn't focus for this long through a movie I wanted another 15 minutes of it so there we have it (laughs) I did too I had that in my notes (laughs) because they flashed through four years of World War II pretty quickly because he gets the I think he gets the serum in 41 and he goes in the ice in 45 so but Exactly. Okay, so for my best, I had the casting. I think this Mm. movie was cast so well. We've already talked about that we love Tommy Lee Jones. Um, But I just had had some notes about all of these actors were already very successful in other films and other, like, cult-following movies. Right. <clears throat> so I have a list. Oh, oh, oh So okay. obviously, Men in Black, Agent K, Tommy so Lee Jones. So good. Yeah. So good. We have Filch from Harry Potter, David mm-hmm. Bradley. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I loved that. Where's his cat? I'm saying. And it was like, <laughs> it was like the same setting too, that dusky looking castle. And he like, dressed almost the same. He did. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, is yeah, that and obviously <laughs> he was also in Game of Thrones, so that's a whole nother layer. Um, Natalie Dormer, also mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones, Queen Marjorie, rest in peace. And um, we got, I don't know if you guys caught this one. We got Simon Koontz from The Parent Trap, the one who played Martin, the butler. I don't no? know if I remember. Oh, not ringing any bells. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and as soon as I saw him, I just went, Martin, and then my brain went, Martin, what are you doing when he wears the Speedo <laughs> to the pool? Oh, my gosh. And he's like, going for a tip, madam. It's so funny. So we love that. Um, It was bugging me so much that I was like, who is playing Howard Stark? Who is playing the young Howard Stark? Who is this person? I was like, Dominic. it looks like. Something. It's Dominic Cooper, and Cooper, I was like, uh-huh. he looks like Luke Evans to me, like a younger, skinnier Luke Evans. Low key, yeah. And so I was like, is it Luke Evans? Like that would be cool. And I was like, no, it's not. And I was like, Dominic Cooper, but where do I know him? Luke from? Evans is more attractive. I will tend to agree with you. 
Dominic Cooper <laughs> was the love interest main character in Mamma Mia. He played Sky in the mm. musical. So we mm. love that. We love a musical. Mm-hmm. And we got Stanley Tucci from The Hunger Games and so many others. Caesar mm-hmm. Flickerman. I love that. And then obviously, you know, the three main leads, amazing. Haley Atwell, Chris Evans, Sebastian Stan. We love them. We love all of them. Might I say the best Chris in the MCU? Oh my God. Nobody validated. I'm that starting comment. this now. I am starting this now. <laughs> okay. So for those of you who don't You're know, Wyatt is island. not a Chris Pratt fan. Um, and he hasn't been for like forever. But that's fine. Um, I liked, I, I forgot to mention, I did like his little squad that he had. Yeah. Um, one of them, what's funny <laughs> is like one, brothers. <laughs> the one with the, uh, the really, uh, interesting facial hair, mm-hmm. um, and the, and the top hat, his character's yeah. name was dumb, dumb Dugan. Oh, yeah, he was that. in band of brothers already. So he already had a world war two role. Oh, that's so where I saw him from. yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. I'm like, Hey dad, when I was watching the movie, I was like, dad, he was in band of brothers. That's amazing. So that makes cool. so much sense. Yeah. And I think, um, the, I don't. I don't remember his name. Um, the the African American on his squad. His like grandson is in Agents of Shield, like oh the character's God. grandson. Oh, so cool. he's like he's like yeah. My dad oh, was one. Of the, yes. My grandpa was one of the Howling Commandos. Yes, yeah. yes, I saw that. Oh, I loved that. I think he died. I don't remember. The I don't remember not either. The actor, but <laughs> and then my worst. I had ending is in the middle. What the hell? The movie just like has a happy ending in the middle, and I was like, what is this? Like it was like everything's resolved and then of course the other shoe drops and we get the rest of the film and i was like what is this a stephen hans sondheim musical what the fuck <laughs> um it made no sense anyway for those so, of you Broadway so every time Alyssa or one of us swears um can we put captain america's uh language from the second <laughs> of avengers I just felt like there was an ending in the middle. And then when it did end, I was like, this is so abrupt. What the hell? And then I was like, you know what? No, this is every Marvel movie. The ending is always, it's like, we're coming in for a pretty smooth landing. The movie's going great. And then it's like, at the end, you know, it's just this like very abrupt screeching ending. But well, we, we can't all have six countries worth of runway uh, to land a plane like they do in which Fast and Furious movie was that? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, uh, the Fate and the Furious, number eight. That was, no, it was like, it was, no, because uh, friggin' Gal Gadot was still in it. It was like five oh, or six. Yeah, there were some others I had. Like, the romance was really good, but it got a little cheesy at times. Like, the dialogue got a little... For you? Yeah. Cheesy for like, you? Yeah, for me. And I that it was like, fine. <laughs> no, it was good, but there exactly were just, how I, don't I've have, to women before. I don't have examples, oh, but oh. there were parts where I was just like, ugh, like this is too sweet. I don't know. Like the kiss was random. It didn't feel like it belonged there. Like there were so many other moments where it could have been better. I think she and thought like, he, she might not moment. see him again. Right. But I don't because she knew he didn't know how to fly a plane, and yet somehow he knew he knew how know. to fly like if, a plane. I feel like it would have been <laughs> more sweet one. and accurate for their relationship had it been more of when he was, like, follow what I'm saying here because mm. he's Captain America, but mm. more when he was being Steve than Captain, right? Mm. Because, like, in that moment, he's Cap, and he's like, I'm going to go save the day. Right, exactly. And then, you know... There, there were plenty of other moments where he was being Steve even after the serum when yeah. they could have had that moment. And I, I mean, that's probably what made it such a good movie is having that romantic tension 
and us wanting that moment. But I don't know that that one just felt kind of cheap to me. It was just like me. Don't get me wrong. It was a great kiss. I got goosebumps, but I was just like, mm, it could have been better. Could have been better in a different spot. I don't know. So, and then the one other thing I had was, I don't want this to come out wrong, but Probably. I feel like this movie kind of takes away from like how horrible what the Nazis did actually was. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? Because this was like, some kind of offshoot of the Nazis. Right. Yeah. And like, I get that, but I think they could have done a better job at paying homage to everything that happened. And, you know, granted we're in a sci-fi fantasy movie that's not really paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. But when you get the mention of Nazis, when you get the mention to the of Fuhrer, Hitler. right, that's Adolf Hitler mm -hmm. and other things. It doesn't feel great that it's like skirting around that whole thing. And there's never like a really big acknowledgement of the genocide that's happening or, mm -hmm. No, you know, he did at the beginning. He did at the beginning say all the things. Um, destroy the city. Like when he found the tesseract, he's like, "All right, destroy the city." That's the only thing they did. Other than that, it's just like, right. And like you just we have all to know, know Nazis, Nazis are, are bad, bad. Yeah. right? But it's it's kind of taking away from the fact that they actually committed mass murder of a specific a race and religion. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't love that, given that you know, like, it. I feel like it would have even given more emotion to the film. Cause like think back to the beginning scene where yeah. one of the beginning scenes where they're in the movie theater and you know, it's the guy heckling the, the, and this Play was real. This, the, right. Exactly. And this really happened when they were playing movies, they would actually play that. That was true to life from what I, my dad's a world war two historian. I don't know well, if you guys, I don't know. know. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I don't yeah, know. If you know that. Of course your dad is. As they a hobby, a lot of people did not know that that was going on at the beginning of the war. Um, they, the episode of Band of Brothers they did really highlights this. Like they talked about in the beginning of one of the episodes, one of the guys was reading an article. He goes, "What you reading? It's an article about uh, Nazis. Oh, well, what's it say about Nazis? Um, well, that they're bad. Well, no kidding. But what else does it say about why they're bad? Oh, nothing. And then later that episode, the Allies start encountering the internment camps right and they had right. no idea that that was going on they thought they were just you know going around right. and killing people just how they killed people not that yeah so it i think it would have been good to your point to toward the end of the war part right discovering holy because crap, we did get that thought. right yeah. we did get that and almost like maybe not making it related to captain america because again we don't want to take away from like the significance of the history that actually happened right yeah. because those are the true heroes that like my grandfather for example was one of uh of many you know men in the army who actually liberated a concentration camp at the mm -hmm. very end of the war and um had to see horrible things had to kill people had to do things that none of us have ever done um, and I've never had to question, you know, even doing right. Mm -hmm. um, had to literally tell people to not overeat because they would hurt themselves. Yeah. They would eat themselves because of how death. starved they were. Right. Yeah. Um, things like that, that we've never had to deal with. So um, I think that's part of it um, that I struggled with because I, like I appreciate World War II. Um, For sure satire and movies for what they are for entertainment purposes. But I think at the same time, 
it could have done a slightly better um, way of of just paying that homage to the it's actual history. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And like not making light of it. Um, yeah. I think even like uh, just one more mention of something like towards the end, because like you said, it wasn't until later that they knew of this actually happening. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, what I was trying to say was with that movie um, scene in the be in the beginning at the movie theater, we see that woman crying, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, she is obviously not there with a man. So her, her spouse, husband, brother, whoever, uncle, father is away at war. And she's out at the movies trying to distract herself. And she's reminded of this. Mm -hmm. um, maybe he was already killed in action. Like, we don't know. Yeah. That's you know what, what I, I mean? And this guy is, is heckling. So we get some of that emotion up front on the American side but we're not getting it on, um, you know, the German side for the Jews that lived in Germany. Um, so anyway, I'm getting off my soapbox because oh, that's, that's, a good point that's just sure. really tough to get around um, because I do appreciate the fact that they brought up the Nazis and like, you know, made it another level of them being bad. It's like Indiana Jones all over again. Like literally looking they're for not, an artifact. But yeah. The problem of that is they're not making light of like what's going on. They're They're unpacking a lot of that and showing you like, different layers and like Indiana Jones meets Hitler at one point, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they actually mention and show him. And I don't think we get a Hitler name drop. We got a Fuhrer reference. No, we got Hitler. Cause uh, captain said he's punched him in the, in the face at least a hundred times. Do you know what you're doing? Yeah. I've knocked out Adolf Hitler oh, over 200 right, times. Right. Right. So exactly. I, and, but, and I think but, uh, to your point, like as funny as that joke was, it would have felt a little more, respectful had they acknowledged like later in the movie that emotion of what was actually going on and it would have only added to the movie like another layer of different kind of emotion like it could have made this movie even better potentially and yeah. just for doing it the right thing exactly but yeah all right we're gonna move to our last segment of alter egos oh, so boy. because we've had so much fun on other podcasts Picking out our, I don't even know what we called that, like our Jedi <laughs> characteristics. I, I they what it. were they called? Do we have a name for it? I don't think we ever had a name for it. I don't know. If, I think we just said, who do you think you are in the Star Wars universe? I think is probably how we put it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one time when we were like, you're this and you're that and you're this, whatever categories those were, I don't even oh, remember. The, the Jedi Guardian Sentinel. Yeah. All that. Yeah, what class we, of Jedi were you? Class of Jedi. Thank you. I'm like, I don't know the word. Uh, the the classiest. Why? <laughs> <laughs> right. So picking out the class of Jedi or picking out which character we think each other represents or what color blade of lightsaber, all that stuff has been super fun. So we decided to add a new segment for each film. Hopefully we can still keep this going. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> right. Uh, basically picking out characters from the film and relating them to each other so Hopefully. who wants to go first i'll go first if we're cool with that go first go for it all right so first and foremost we're gonna go with uh Alyssa, um my pick for her um now in all fairness this was a slam dunk not just because oh there's really only one woman in the movie uh technically there was two 
However, I'm not going to say that she's more like the other one who just, <laughs> although if she, if Captain America was standing right there, I would not absolutely not blame you um, for doing that. Um, but um, obviously Peggy Carter, like I texted you earlier, um, you know, badass, um, just sure of herself, strong, kind, encouraging, and eyelashes on point. So you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of very similar there. Um, for Wyatt, I'm going to go with uh, Howard Stark. Ooh. Ooh. You know, you're more, you're more technical. You're a civilian pilot. Um, you're, you're funny like that. It's, uh, you've got the same kind of confidence that he does. So okay. that's just how I look at it. I like that. Um, pick. I, if it wasn't that you were going to be the general or the Colonel rather Colonel Phillips, um because you you're he's sarcastic like that too so um no (laughs) yeah so um if if i was better with technology i would have picked howard stark for myself um but i'm going to go with what people in high school said about me and what tori said about me like 40 times um steve rogers (laughs) pre rogers pre or post serum whatever (laughs) So that's okay. that's that's mine. What do you good think, picks. Alyssa? Those are good picks. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you about Peggy just for the reasons that you said. And I actually found this meme online from um, more of like, you know, Marvel Agent Carter um, mm-hmm. stuff than anything else where it's it has like literally just all these clips of her um, throughout this show where it says casually beats the shit out of a man with a stapler. Casually gets into a taxi with a bomb in her purse. Casually climbs an electric fence. Casually threatens a douchebag and is casually fabulous. <laughs> casually. Yeah, that's basically what the show was about. It's like, also this it. is all relatable. Not that I have ever carried a bomb in my purse or scaled an electric fence, but there, you know, there are other well, things I've you, done. <laughs> if you go to the airport with toothpaste in your bag, then the uh, TSA will think that you have a bomb in your purse. You, so close exactly. enough. Exactly. Oh boy. Now I'm going to get a call from the CIA tomorrow or something after listening to our podcast. Um, yeah, so I could definitely see that. And I tend to like people for who they are on the inside, um, Mm. whether that's romantic or, um, otherwise I tend to always make friends with people that are, um, ever since I was a little kid, I was always friends with the people who were considered different or weird or people I'm didn't different. think they were popular. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I would agree with you on that. Um, I also agreed that you are Cap, Andrew. Um, <sighs> the first thing I was like, a kid from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Staten Island. But, but I knew no. you were going to say, I'm not from Brooklyn. I, listen, I, I, I spent half Sorry. my time in Brooklyn, so it's fine. But There you go. Um, <laughs> Andrew's literally pulling like that. I know this game because I was there moment right now. (laughs) Um, I said small in size, but big in heart, always willing (laughs) to go (laughs) small, (laughs) (laughs) not according to some people. Uh, Okay. Well, cannot confirm that. Sorry. Um, Always willing to go the extra mile for people he loves. I said, I said a constant gentleman who thinks outside the box. There swear, goes his ego. And swears oh, by saying the word crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Wyatt, 
I oh did the obvious choice of Cap's best friend, Bucky. Aww. Um, Aww. I thought that was just perfect and that Wyatt would definitely say to Andrew, don't do anything stupid until I get back. And Andrew would say, uh, I can't do anything stupid. You're taking all the stupid with you. Mm-hmm. So that feels right. Um, and I love that he's a super loyal friend and specifically to Steve, not to Cap. Because um, <laughs> Wyatt is a super loyal friend. But um, it's always about, for Bucky, it's always about Steve. Because when he, as Cap, is like, oh, I want you to be on my team and fight the bad guys. Um, you know, Bucky's like, no, I don't want to follow you. I want to file that, follow that crazy kid from Brooklyn that never turned down a fight. You know, Literally. he's like, I want to follow Steve. I don't want to follow Cap. So Aww. I think that's cool. Um, Thanks, but, buddy. you know, even <laughs> though he'll stick up for his best friend, he'll give him more crap than anybody can and beat him up more than anyone can. That sounds like Wyatt. <laughs> I feel like Pretty that's much. Wyatt. Um, and then uh, the only difference is, I don't think I would classify you as a ladies' man, but that's probably because you're married. <laughs> I don't know. He got married well before I'm, I'm getting He got lady. married before us, so mm. there it is. We love it. <laughs> cool. Um, for mine, so Alyssa Peggy Carter, for the reasons already said, she's also one of not very many females that we have in this movie. Mm. I was going through a cast list and there, there, there's some background characters, but nothing, nothing on the front lines. Like that cool old lady from the shop with the Tommy gun. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, that's, that's like the grandma we all want. <laughs> yeah, that um, catch me in 40 years. That'll be me. No. And I agree with everything that Andrew said, you know, you, you're a planner, you're a tactician. You, like I said before in the star Wars um, when we did this before, you know, you you don't let your gender assignment kind of control who you're supposed to be. You kind of just do your own thing mm-hmm. and don't care who gets in your way. And that's exactly what Peggy basically does. Um, for Andrew. Oh, boy. I picked Nick Fury. Oh. I got promoted. Sorry. <laughs> his face, his smile is so big right now. Mace Windu himself. No, oh, so my goodness. I picked him because he's bl- he's blunt. <laughs> I'm blunt. Andrew, you're the typical New Yorker. You're blunt. I didn't realize Facts. I was that blunt. Facts. Compared to Floridians down here, yeah, you're extremely blunt, and you don't care whether you are or not. You're gonna tell us exactly how it is, and just in that five line scene that we get at the very end with him talking to cap i'm like that's andrew that's the person who's going to be like hey you did this 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 you screwed up this this and this but we're going to do this this and this to fix it it's kind of how i talk at work a little bit Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where i put you you got got it for myself because i wanted to do myself i actually picked uh captain chester phillips for myself Tommy oh Lee Jones. Gosh. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> That's my backup for you. No, because I just love how, and Alyssa and I talked about this before Andrew jumped on, is that we love Tommy Lee Jones and every military or cop movie that he's in because yes. he's very authoritative. He's mm-hmm. very, you know, in command. You know, it's this way or it's not. It's literally. <laughs> 
go get a cup of coffee corporal <laughs> and the corporal's like sure i, I guess i need coffee <laughs> and that's just, the way i yeah. that's the way i try to see myself at least in the professional aspect it's either this way or it's not mm-hmm. um so those are my picks so many good choices but you boys have no idea how to talk to a woman do you uh, why it does? He's married. I like, to, I like to say I did, or at least, or at least it worked. At least a little bit more than I do. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. But one. obviously, we made it through our first episode of season Woo! two. Woo! We're so excited for this new journey. Obviously, we needed um, just some filler while we're waiting for a plethora of Star Wars content to give you. So. Don't go too far because we will have some sprinkled in throughout our run for Marvel in season two. And um, you can always, as always, send in your questions on social media. Um, We'll continue to do a mailbag episode um, every so often, but it will have a new name. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.